Welcome to the Grief Series. The series is for anyone that's in the midst of their grief or if you're support for somebody that is on their grief journey. Today is episode two. We're going to talk about siblings. This is good for anybody that maybe needs some comfort and, you know, maybe how you feel. Here's some information that I've kind of understood along my grief journey or that I've heard from other siblings along the way that I've lost somebody and it's topics that come up or maybe some thoughts that you've had that you haven't talked about. So I hope to bring a little bit of comfort that you're not alone in this on your journey by losing a sibling. And if you are support with somebody that has lost a sibling, stick around. There's really good information for maybe you to kind of understand what they're going through, what they're processing, maybe some thoughts that they have had or how to be support for them through this journey. All right, I'm going to just rip the band-aid off on this one, that adult siblings are considered the forgotten mourners. That's because a lot of people mainly focus on the parents, if the person had a spouse or kids, and they just kind of get lost in the mix and kind of overshadowed and their grief doesn't really get the attention that I think, maybe because I'm a sibling, but that I think that ultimately really is just as important as everybody else. I don't think anyone is going through their grief journey and that they have more significance or more importance of their grief than anybody else. And just from my own experience, um, not that anybody had ill intentions, but that is the main focus. A lot of the focus is the initial, oh my gosh, how are your parents? Or, you know, for my brother, oh my gosh, how is his fiance? And yes, they were caring about how I felt or what how I was doing, but it wasn't the initial reaction. The initial reaction wasn't oh my gosh are you okay how are you doing and kind of focusing in on me it was more on everybody else the parents sometimes it's even the grandparents Uh, it depends on how close you are with them and how involved they are in your life my grandparents are kind of more further away super important still but that's from that's from my experience where that is the more typical response is how the parents the spouse or the the children are and that combined with also us siblings is that it also is us. So it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword where not only is it how people are addressing the situation with a loss is that we kind of get overshadowed sometimes and everybody else kind of seems like their grief is more important than ours. Even though nobody says that, but it seems like there is this like unwritten rule that yeah, their, their grief is more important than us. And you know, even during my my grief journey and initially when my brother passed away and me and my sister are trying to plan for the funeral and the memorial we automatically jumped to which nobody had said but we automatically jumped to the parents shouldn't take care of the funeral or the memorial because this shouldn't be happening you know this shouldn't have happened he was only 35 and we were justifying it with all of these things and looking back I don't regret any of it I took that in you know, took that thought as this is just what we're supposed to do. Same with my sister. And we just went with it. And as I look back and understanding more about grief and grieving as a sibling, how it is this kind of unwritten rule that as siblings, we kind of feel this sense of responsibility. And, you know, I, th- I would think that if going forward, if I could give someone some advice, if you can in your family, get together, jump in on the funeral, on the memorial, make it as as beautiful as you possibly can coming together as a family and creating a stronger bond great I'm like I said I don't regret anything that we did for my brother's funeral or the memorial and how much my parents contributed um, because they did contribute to a point but we wanted to take on as much as we possibly could because to us the parents shouldn't be burying their son right and I think a lot of us kind of maybe I would think that some of us do think that way especially as a sibling and the child that's still alive that our parents shouldn't be burying a son or a daughter but then on the other side it's also that responsibility again as us as the sibling is that we have this unwritten rule that we have to be strong for our parents and that we have to be strong for the spouse or strong for the kids and strong for everybody else but we don't we it would be great for us to be able to sit down with the spouse 
and say, you know what, I'm I'm feeling this way. I'm, I miss him as much as you, or I miss him in this way, or I miss her in this way. And also create that, you know, bond with each other within your family. I feel like you can create a stronger relationship in your family, sometimes from a loss, and it's also the opposite. Sometimes it can break families, sometimes it can break relationships, and we'll get into relationships later. But then also I do want to address parents while I'm on the topic about being strong for the parents is that I've heard this in many different areas, and I even... Not that I'm calling my parents out, but parents, you, you got to stop being helicopter parents. That's just going to not only do siblings already push down their grief because they feel that sense of responsibility that they're supposed to be stronger for everybody else. But then also they are getting overshadowed by being the forgotten mourners. And so it's like a double edged sword for them. And then you have the parents coming in as <laughs> helicopter parents because they maybe this is their only child that is alive now. Um, or maybe they do have more than one child, but now they're looking at their children like they need to helicopter over them and have this anxiety and the stress over, I need to make sure that they're okay. And then that's just going to push them away. That's just going to push them further and push their grief down and say, I'm fine. Don't worry about me because they also have that unwritten rule that we're supposed to be strong for you guys as the parents. But I don't know if there's maybe a possibility you could have that raw conversation with him. I understand you are considered a forgotten mourner. We are not forgetting you. You're not responsible for my grief. And it's kind of hard to do that when you are in the midst of your grief, especially, you know, as a parent as well, you know, to put your shit aside. But it isn't just about one specific person. Everybody that loses this loved one is grieving. And so parents just kind of give them some breathing room and don't put so much of your post-traumatic stress or your grief on them because we can feel it. We can feel the anxiety. We we see the text messages of, oh my gosh, please be careful. Or, you know, the pressure that we have, this this pressure that we feel from you guys because you guys have lost a, a son or a daughter. And, you know, I'm sure we get that. I know I understand that. But also that puts a lot more pressure on our grief and puts a lot of different type of responsibility on us. And just try to simmer down, heal Go on your own healing journey as a parent and be support if you can to your child. Don't try to be that kind of helicopter stressed out parent because you're freaking out that you're, you don't want your, you know, something to happen to your other children, obviously. But it's just putting a lot less pressure on, on us siblings. All right, I'm going to jump back into us as siblings being responsible and feeling like the sense of responsibility or like obligation. Like we're supposed to be, you know, taking on all of these things for the parents or for the spouse or for the kids or for everybody else other than ourselves. We really got to hone in on our own grief. And yes, we want to support other people, but we also have to take care of ourselves. Just like the common saying, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. We have to make sure we're kind of okay on our grief journey before we start trying to make sure if everybody else is okay on their grief journey. And then even when people do address you and ask you, hey, are you doing all right and things like that, it also is your responsibility. Be honest with them. Tell them you're not doing okay. Cry. You know, you feel like you're not supposed to cry because maybe you're the male in the family or maybe now you're the last male in your family and you feel like you can't be the person that's going to sit there and break down. That's how you get it out. You can't just hold back and act like everything's fine and that you have it together because then that's when things kind of crumble more or you'll stub your toe and then you'll lash out on everybody else. But back to just being obligated. We're not obligated as siblings. Work on that with your grief if that's something that you feel. That's something that I've had to, you know, that I've understood and that I hope that other people don't have to experience. And that's why I'm kind of putting that information out there. We're not obligated. Yeah, it's great to help other people, but we're not obligated to 
abide by those unwritten rules of being strong for everybody else and making sure everybody else is fine other than ourselves. I'm trying to get rid of that whole stigma that we're the forgotten mourners. We got to push ourselves out there and also contribute that we are going to be telling them how we feel. We are going to be telling them that, you know what, this sucks as much as for me as it is for you. And even with it, you know, sucking for everybody else as well, it's also like how we are in our family. As I mentioned that maybe you're the last male in your family. Maybe you're an only sibling now, which, oh, I have one other sibling that I grew up with. I have step-siblings. I have a half-sibling. But the sibling that I grew up with was my older sister and my oldest brother. My oldest brother passed away, and so it's me and my oldest sister. Yes, I have all the other ones, but that's the one that I am now grew up, that I grew up with and that I have left now. And this also losing a sibling, it also could redefine your role in your family. You know, maybe your birth order. Maybe it was, you know, for me it's my oldest. And so I haven't asked, but who knows how my sister feels now cuz technically she's the oldest sibling. I'm not sure if that makes her feel a certain way. Maybe, like I said, maybe you're the last male or maybe you're the youngest male and you lost your older brother and now you feel this back to the sense of responsibility to take on what you think the oldest sibling took on, like those responsibilities, and no one's telling you. No one is telling you that you need to take on these things or that you should feel a certain way. That's just all in our head. That's us creating shit that isn't actually there because I'm sure if you called up all of your family members or all of your friends and said, hey, I think I'm obligated to do this or I feel like I'm responsible to do this now because now I have redefined my role in my family, I'm sure everybody would kind of put you straight on what what you should be kind of focusing on and not thinking that you have to redefine your role. And in a sense, we are redefining our role because now we have a new kind of identity with losing a sibling. You know, like I said, with the birth order, you know, maybe you're an only child now. And how does that look like? Maybe you have to think about the pressure of when your parents are older, what are you going to do with them? Now it's not just between you and your sibling. You know, that pressure is kind of on you to take care of them, try to figure things out, to plan for, you know, what happens when they do get older. Where are they going to go? Are you going to have to set your life aside and make sure that you have something in place for them to come stay with you, for them to go to a home? Who's going to be there and who's going to be taking on those big responsibilities and kind of those questions to have with them or those conversations to have with them. Another part of redefining your role in your family is also where are you at with not having that sibling? Um, Like, for example, me not having my only brother around. He's the only brother that I've had. And not having a brother, like, that's, that's completely redefining our family and the structure of not having that male figure in our sibling group and so that might look different for everybody maybe you have you and it's you and a sister and your sister passed away or whatever it may be it's kind of like we have to go through this kind of transformation of like redefining how we play into the family and where we are at now or like I said the responsibilities and maybe your other siblings and kind of how it's Maybe it doesn't affect you, but maybe it affects your other siblings. Maybe they feel that pressure of now they're considered the oldest or maybe now they're considered the only daughter or only son now. And what what does that look like? And so that's just kind of something that I know I've toggled with and have had thoughts about. And so I just wanted to share that one with you guys. So my next topic is how sibling grief is different. And this isn't to overshadow... (laughs) anybody else's grief because I think everybody else's grief is just as important as a sibling grief but I just wanted to share how different it is and how special it is and I think it I think it does get overshadowed just as I mentioned as the forgotten mourners that 
I don't think that really a lot of people understand the impact of losing a sibling actually has on the living siblings. There is this special bond between siblings. I mean, if you think about it, there are they're our first roommate. They are our first secret keepers, our first bullies, our first pranksters, our first hide and seek partners. They're, I feel like aside from the parents and like the mom and dad in your life, or if you were raised by your grandparents, like siblings also create this foundation of a relationship, of like your first relationship. Not like a weird significant other relationship, but like, but just relationships in general, friendships and how you kind of play into that and that that's so important and it's such a special bond that losing a sibling completely shatters that bond of this person that you have been with for the most part for most of us like our entire life and that was one statement that has stuck with me and I know has stuck with so many other siblings that have heard it is that as and again, this isn't to offend anybody else, but parents, you knew life before your children. A spouse knew a life before their spouse. Not their kids, but I'm not going to bring up kids, like younger kids. Um, I'm, I don't have any information about that stuff. But I'm talking about the adult people in their life. They knew life before that sibling or that person that is our sibling was in their life. And us as siblings, we have no life, no knowledge prior to their existence of our own life. Like I knew only my almost 30 years of life with just, and this is when he passed away. I'm not 30 now, but like when he passed away, I was almost 30 and I only knew life with him in it. And so it's difficult to kind of transition out of like, how do you even have this life without them? Who are you? And I'm going to get into that identity is like, who are you even without this person that you only knew life with them in it? And it's such a beautiful statement. I wish I remembered the person's name that said it, but it is so impactful because it really sets the tone of how important and how special a sibling bond and a sibling grief and how hard that is, is that we only knew life with them in it. And that might even be a big challenge for you to try to overcome is how do you kind of toggle with this only knowing them within your life and now you're supposed to be this person that has this sibling not in your life anymore. It is a hard transition, you know, for me, you know, not having my only brother not in our lives anymore. Like that's, it's weird. It's weird not having an uncle on my side. I am extremely grateful for all of my in-laws that are uncles to my kids and so grateful for all of them. But it still is just a bit different when it's not your own sibling that you get to share the memories or the moments or anything like that and have that bond and that connection from childhood all the way up into adulthood. And now you get to share all these big moments with them. And my last point along with the sibling grief and how it's different is that one thing that always gets me and it makes me really uncomfortable and I've seen other siblings talk about it. As the years pass by, no matter what age you are, they will always be that age. So like as a, as a sibling, you, you know, we kind of, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has had this conversation where we talk about when we're old and we're sitting on our front porch and we're yelling at each other, or, you know, laughing about things we did when we were a kid or anything like that. And you just, you talk about those funny times that we see in the future as we're in our 60s or 70s or whatever the case is. And it's so uncomfortable to think that me and my sister will always grow old and he will always stay 35. That's when he passed. That's 
fucking weird and it's super uncomfortable and anytime I think about it even now it's it's just uncomfortable it irks me it it just makes me feel a certain way and I can't put a, a name on that emotion but it's just uncomfortable to know when I'm 65 who knows what I'll look like probably some gray hair um definitely more wrinkles a lot more stress probably but at that time no matter what he's always going to stay 35 and that's just something that we have to deal with as a sibling like I get like parents are going to always see them as that as well and I get other people will and that's just something that is just different with a sibling because you like I said you talk about those times when oh when we're old and we're going to do this and or maybe you made a plan oh when we're this age we're going to go travel over here or we're going to go bungee jump or something but they're always going to stay that same age and that's it and that's where it stops for them and then we just keep going and that can also be hard depends on again back to your birth order you know maybe it was your younger sibling that passed I gosh I I don't even know how that would how would I even feel about that because your younger sibling maybe they didn't get to experience life as much as you know if you're 10 years older than them or something that you know if they were younger like that's even hard to kind of deal with you know you didn't get to maybe experience some of the things that they could have done you know like getting married or things like that or having a relationship or anything like that and so those are some of the things that kind of makes sibling grief a little bit different I do want to just touch on the fact that there's just this special bond between siblings that nobody else can understand that special connection between siblings and losing a sibling it completely shatters that chain and it's tough for siblings to kind of go through that and to toggle with and it's a huge challenge and as I mentioned I'm going to be discussing the identity so losing a sibling, it could actually have a shift in your identity. Some people call it like an identity loss because you have to find this new identity with yourself because you did lose a sibling. Like they become a part of your identity. You know, if you have a conversation with somebody and they say, oh, do you have any siblings? Like that's like a common conversation topic that people bring up. You know, you're getting your hair done or you're at the grocery store. Like, oh, do you have any siblings? It's what do you even say at that point? And for me, I am one that for the most part, I don't do it every time. But for the most part, I will still say, that I have a brother and he's a Marine Corps vet because once a Marine, always a Marine. And if they ask more than that and they go, oh, where is he stationed? Or how long was he in for? Or any of those things, I tell them like, oh yeah, he was stationed in XYZ. But then I also tell him that now he's in heaven or I'll tell him he died by suicide. Or I will be honest and tell him that he passed away from PTSD. Depends on the situation, depends on the person. And maybe there's, you know, some ears around that I just don't feel comfortable saying stuff. But for the most part, I will tell the person that I have a brother and I have a sister. But I have probably a handful of times I have just said... I have a brother and a sister and then that's it and I've kept it short and sweet. Nothing like that. Um, I actually don't think that I actually have said that I only have a sister. Some people might say that. They might just say that they have only a brother now or only a sister now or they don't bring it up. Or maybe you are an only child now and your sibling was, it was just you and your sibling. And you know, you can say that you have that sibling and if they push further, like, own up to it. It's not a bad thing to talk about that they passed away. Yeah, most of the time people get uncomfortable when we bring up grief. I'm super big about talking about grief as much as possible. Not like I'm just going to bring it up at every conversation, but I'm fine with talking about it anytime, anywhere, because the more that we talk about it, the less uncomfortable people are going to get. Because grief, on a side note real quick, grief is such a foreign topic. People don't fucking talk about it. And I learned that on this journey, that people get so uncomfortable with just grief, doesn't matter the type of death, they get so uncomfortable with the topic because they don't know how to respond. Like no one puts it out there to like 
talk about how to respond to it. Nobody talks about it. So it's how are we supposed to know how we're supposed to respond to a conversation that is so foreign because nobody brings it up. Like I would much rather have somebody at the grocery store if I ask them how they're doing and them go, you know what, I'm actually having a tough time because I just lost so-and-so. Or you know what, today's just a tough day. I'm just feeling it because I lost so-and-so four years ago. I'd rather them tell me that so I can go, oh my gosh, you know what, that sucks. And be that support. Like how much of a connection can we create in this world with another human being over something that is so inevitable, like everybody dies and yet we're not gonna talk about it. But anyways, aside from my little rant about talking about grief, if you feel comfortable talking about your only sibling that you lost and that you say, yes, I do have a sibling and if they push further, kudos to you. And you know what, if you're in a spot where you don't wanna say anything and you say, you know what, I'm an only child and that's that and you cut the conversation short, all up to you. It all depends on where you're at in your grief how comfortable you are. Maybe you're just not very talkative or, you know, I'm not sure of the situation, but there's no pressure on it. That's just how I am. And I'm just, I'm fine with talking about it all and bringing it up with people. And even along the lines of identity loss, we could also lose our relationships. And that's also a contributor to our identity. And so not only just like losing our sibling, also is trying to find, you know, we're on this journey of finding your new identity. I know that was something that I struggled with in the very beginning was who am I without having my brother who is a Marine like in my life? Like how do I even define myself as a person? And then also how do you define yourselves from your friendships? Friendships and relationships all define us. I mean, there's a common saying, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. Well, if we're surrounding ourselves with friendships that aren't aligning with where we're at now, and especially on a grief journey, we're not the same person before our grief. As much as we try to go back to being that person, we're not. We are completely broken usually from our grief, and then we're building anew. And at least for me, I was completely shattered. It was my rock bottom of my life, and I had to find my way of what kind of person am I going to be? And I'm still on that journey. I think it's a lifelong journey, but I'm building it up from there. I used it more as a stepping stone rather than a weight. But even during that, we lose, sometimes we lose friendships. Sometimes you, it's not even like, oh, I'm not going to be your friend anymore because you are grieving. It's just people don't know how to respond to it. They don't know how to be the support. Sometimes there's fall, sometimes there is bad falling outs. And sometimes it's just, you're on a different journey. You're in a different phase of your life and you guys just aren't connecting anymore. And that's kind of difficult when you are going through your grief journey is to also grieve loss of friendships. But then also there is identity with your new friendships. I've gained tons of friendships now. And as much as I would not want to have gained it through this way, they're beautiful relationships and I'm so excited for them and all the opportunities. And so it's sometimes you will gain like these new friendships due to your grief and this kind of identity shift. Maybe not even through your grief, but just this new identity that you're creating. This new person that you're becoming due to the loss of your sibling. And sometimes even with like this new identity shift in relationships in general, not just friendships, but just relationships in general, a lot of the time, as I mentioned, is that we're not the same person, that sometimes these people view us as the same person or they try to keep us as that same person and we're just not. We're, we've become something else that we're trying to figure out as well and they could either come for the ride or they're going to kind of get left behind in a way. And it's not a bad thing. Sometimes you just need someone to either come alongside you or someone you can tune in with every time you have the opportunity to. 
Another big one about identity lost is, for me, is like this tag of on your identity. Um, as I mentioned, you know, now that I, you know, I'm a sister of a Marine Corps vet, and sometimes I still have moments where I hate that tag of what I have now. Um, but in the very beginning of my grief, it was, I hated it. Like, I, I don't hate a lot of things, but like, I would get in times where I hated this tag. Like, I just wanted to rip this invisible tag off my shirt and like throw it out the window and hope it just like flies away and like burns or something. But it was, it's this tag of, oh, I'm a sister of a Marine Corvette that died by suicide. It's like having that tag sealed on your identity. Like, you can't take that off. Yeah, I could shut up about it more. I could not talk about it. I don't have to bring it up for sure. I am not that type of person to just like hide a huge chunk of my identity because this is the person that I am creating and it all stems from me losing my brother that is a Marine Corps vet that died by suicide. So I'm kind of redefining this identity that is stamped on me into like a great thing. There is still times where I don't like it. There's times that I want to rip the tag off and throw it out the window. Of course, those are times when I'm, I'm grieving, I'm having a tough time, I'm having a hard day, or anything of that, anything of that nature, but there still is this tag on your identity, and it's going to be different for you. Maybe you lost them, not by suicide. I'm sure there's many of you that I hope that are listening that didn't lose them by suicide, that it was some other form, and that this can impact you as well, but I think that other people might feel the same way, that there is this like tag on your identity that you kind of have to come to terms with that that is part of you now. Even though we lost that person, that identity is now a part of you. And what do we do with this? I feel like identity is like one of the hardest ones that I've had to toggle with during the grieving times with losing my brother is like that identity. And I still think that I have times of this kind of identity loss or questions about my identity and who I am, where I'm at and things like that. And so I think all of it is very important. You know, I'm going to go back over is like the forgotten mourners being overshadowed. Again, we're not responsible and we're not obligated. There's no unwritten rule that we have to follow, but for some reason we do. Um, you know, redefining your role in the family, how sibling grief is different, and how much of a special bond that we have, and then our identity loss, and how that kind of is a toss with us. And the last of it that I do want to bring up is that as a sibling, we also have this loss of a future. We have a loss of a future with them. It's kind of like how I mentioned, you know what, they're going to stay the same age and we're just going to grow older and no matter how old we get. But also what comes with that is not only like what we saw with them as a future, but it's also those milestones, those birthdays, those events. You know, maybe you're going to be getting married. Maybe you haven't had kids yet. Um, maybe they were going to be your best man or your maid of honor. And all of these huge events, we have to also grieve like that loss of the future with them, especially as a sibling, like, especially as a sibling. It's so hard because like I said, is with the special, the special bond that is like unbreakable or it's like it shattered our chain. And now we don't have that connection with them and we don't have this future with them. And, you know, for me, it's going to be having my third child. And so there's this brokenness of I'm not going to have that uncle for this third baby to kind of connect with on my side. And so I'm not going to have a, an uncle on my side for my third baby to connect with. He had connection with my other two children. They're still very young, so they probably won't remember him as well when they get older. But it still is like that little bits of a connection that isn't going to be there. 
or you know maybe you're going to be graduating maybe you're going to get a different degrees or the career that you want just all of these special moments that you just want to text them or maybe send them a picture buying your first house any event it's we also have to grieve that loss of the future with that sibling and that is tough sometimes that's tough it took me gosh I swear it was like eight months it felt like a few years but I'm only coming up on a few years but I'm sure it was probably close to a year where I would have things I would want to say or pictures of the kids or I would send like all of my family like things that are coming up or something that's happening you know we moved and there was always this like oh I'm missing someone and who am I missing and then it was like that gut punch where I'm like oh shit I know who I'm missing to text and I can't you know I could text him but he's not going to respond for all I know they sent the same number to somebody else and so some random person's going to get like all these pictures of my kids but you know and that was even something that I've that I've heard other people have the same type of feelings over or same thoughts that you you want to go to text them or tell them something funny and you can't and I mean just as a, a side note I guess on that is you know for me I actually got one specific journal only for him where I write if if I'm happy or sad or mad anything that I want to tell him I write it in there and that works for me I'm I'd rather write it out maybe you could still send a text message or maybe an email you know group that you could just send all the information to and it's like only for him or her whoever you lost but for me it was a it's a journal and so if I want to say some good things or if I just want to yell at him and tell him whatever I go to that journal and I just write in it and it just makes it feel like I'm just telling him it it feels nice it actually feels relieving instead of being upset that I can't tell him it just kind of gives me a sense of closure and it works for me but I thought I would share with you guys just because we're on that topic All right, I know I already summed it all up, but thank you for joining me on the second episode. Siblings, my heart goes out to you. Um, It's difficult, and these are some of the challenges that we kind of go through. And you know what? If I missed something, because I'm sure I did, share it in the comments. I'm just trying to bring the community together for us to help other people that are on this journey as well. The more that we share with one another, not only does it give us some comfort knowing we're not alone, but it's also feel a sense of support and maybe some insight that the person didn't think of that will help them well i look forward to sharing some more if you stick around i'd appreciate it and again we'll see you guys next time